Welcome to Professionally Fit with Lisa A. Smith and Jamila Struthers. Professionally Fit is dedicated to fit and aspiring to be fit professionals who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. We delve into issues surrounding fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, parenthood, relationships, and much more. Welcome to the show. Good evening, fit professionals, and welcome back to another episode of Professionally Fit with Lisa A. Smith and Miss Get Fit with Jay. Hello, everyone. And this evening, we are crushing all your misconceptions with regard to plant-based diets and giving you some how-tos if you're interested in transitioning over to a plant-based diet. And then we have to do our due diligence this week because last week we talked about the full-figure movement, the full-figure woman movement. So this week we want to talk about um, the thin trend. Um, Basically, it's skinny shaming and, you know, this big, push and movement that's pretty much been going on forever about um, the desire to be thin, um, the portrayal of women in media and magazines and television. Mm-hmm. And so we want to do our due diligence on that second half of the conversation this week. So if you tuned in last week to our four-figure wo- uh, woman conversation, thank you. And then this week we're going to give you the other side of that coin. So stick around with us today to be pretty exciting. But first, but first, <laughs> wait, what? So you have a wait, what for us today, Jay? Yeah, my wait, what is pretty, pretty cool. Okay. We did the mannequin challenge today at work. Cool. The mannequin. Let me tell you, first of all, so you know how something is real deep going around? It could be politics. It could be, you know, a hurricane. It mm-hmm. could be something that's just really emotional for everyone yes. and things like that. Right now, of course, it's the winning of Trump and everybody's upset and things like that. So someone actually posted, everyone's, you know, doing these mannequin challenges. Y'all need to focus and redirect and stuff like that, right? <laughs> and so uh, we did the mannequin challenge today and everything, let me tell you, I forgot about everything. It was the, it was so fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was so fun i can't even put it into words it was about maybe about 15 to 20 of us mm-hmm. uh doing various things oh that's a lot of people oh yeah okay yeah and and so we said you know everyone do something that reflects you that's like a reflection of your personality mm. and so i tried to do a yoga pose <laughs> epic fail because you know you have to stop still mm-hmm. so i ended up doing my um my leader, she was on the ground with like a dart, like a Nerf ball gun, uh-huh. and I was like in the running position like this, uh-huh. and some people had the mirror up and the lipstick, and it was just, it was really, really fun. So I just want to like put, let people know that it's okay no matter what's going on. We deserve to have these moments of downtime and these distractions to uplift us because it's only a moment. We get back to real life. I remember when... Um, you know, my sisters and I were all really grief-stricken, mm-hmm. and my sister went on vacation. She went to uh, Paris with mm-hmm. her husband, and, you know, she said she had a nice time, but it, when she touched down, boom, back to reality. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just want to let you guys know that um, it's okay to, like, have fun no matter what you're going through. So, yeah, that was kind of my wait, what? I was like, wait, what? Who, who knew that this was this fun? <laughs> I, had, I had a ball. I've seen some pretty cool mannequin challenges. Yeah. I I saw a pretty bad one though, but it was bad because of the participants. They were like uh, 
second graders. And so I guess a teacher tried to do it in her classroom. And so they're panning the students. And, yeah. oh, my, like, somebody scratching their head. You know, somebody was laughing. And I don't think kids know when they're moving sometimes. Yeah. They're just standing still, still kind of rocking. Right. Right. Oh, and, and this was funny. We had to do two takes. Okay. The first one, perfect. Everyone did their part. No one moved. He pans around to everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone looked great. The very last person, <laughs> the very last person, let me show you, did a very, very slow blink like this. <laughs> we said, it's cute. Wait, what? you didn't see him coming around? You couldn't get that blink out first? We were like, oh, my God. You are grown. You couldn't control a blink for five, five seconds. <laughs> So her new nickname is Blinky because there's no way you should have had to blink at that particular moment. That's just <laughs> And you were ridiculous. the last one. And you were the very last you one. You had plenty of time. I started to say, just edit it. You, you deserve to be <laughs> cut out. <laughs> What's your way one? Matter, uh, uh, polar opposite. My way one was definitely the election. <laughs> My way one was definitely um, Trump winning the election. Hands down, that was my way one for the week. It was really shocking. Um, but because I think, like most people have said, that everyone kind of thought in the beginning of his campaign that it was just a bad joke that including was going to go him, away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that it was just a bad joke that was kind of going to go away. And so, you know, a lot of us are divided about, you know, which way it should have went, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you know, I, I wasn't with him. And so I was actually really shocked when Trump won. I mean, it was just he he ran a very derogatory and negative campaign. And um, so I was that was my way, but hands down. So yeah. I probably need to hit a mannequin challenge or two we to get back it. on. You know, well, so, 730 soon and <laughs> professionally fitness over. We need to just hit it because that's where your spirits will be uplifted. It's so funny. It looks really, really cool. It is definitely um, I always wonder, like, where do these things come from? Because remember, like, for a minute, the the that planking challenge was trending, yeah, yeah. and then it was Pokemon. something. Well, that's still going on, though. Right. Um, and then there was another one where people were dr- uh, trying to swallow a table full of cinnamon. Full of cinnamon, oh, yeah, or the cinnamon challenge. And so, like, There's the ice bucket challenge, but that was supposed to be for like a charity or something. Right. 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 I always wonder where these things originate from. They're always uh, some yeah. of them are really fun. That's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's delve into our conversation this evening about nutrition. And we're talking about plant-based diets. So yesterday we had our Fit Camp 360 Live, which is a quarterly event where we bring together clients and community to talk about some particular health and wellness theme. And the theme for yesterday was Eat Real Food. And so it was really cool. We had you know all these individuals come out and learn about nutrition and what eating real food really means. So let's start there, Jay, really quickly, um, describing what we mean when we say eat real food. I figure we should probably get some terminology out of the way first. So when we say eat real food, we don't mean things that are processed. We don't mean fast food. We don't mean things with a whole lot of ingredients. What eat real food means is eating not necessarily a plant-based diet. You can eat uh, fish is fish, Mm -hmm. chicken is chicken, Mm -hmm. potato is potato. It usually just has one ingredient. You usually can go to a produce section. You don't have, there's no label, basically. There's no label to these things. So if you go to the produce section, you don't have to count calories because you can't count calories. You can't do it. If you need to know how many 
uh, carbs or you have to pretty much Google it, go on the internet or something like that. But that's what eating clean is. You look directly at what you have. I'm sorry, not eating clean, eating real food. Mm -hmm. You look directly at the food and know exactly what it is, just one ingredient. Sometimes two, mm -hmm. um, sometimes they'll mix maybe like a black bean with a quinoa or mm -hmm. something like that. And it's still whole food, because, but they just did a little extra step for you. Right. But that's what eating real food is. So Absolutely. The chicken is chicken, you know, black rice is black rice, uh, spinach is spinach, green beans is green beans. There's no guessing. There's no guesswork there. Yeah. There should be absolutely no guesswork with regard to what you're putting in your body. So when we say eat clean or when we say eat real food, we're definitely referring to whole foods that have been, um, have not been manipulated as unmanipulated as possible. You're eating them as close to their natural state as you can. So with regard to plant-based diets, let's delve into some common misconceptions about what a plant-based diet is and what it realistically looks like. Um, first, there's many different types of plant-based right. diets because um, you start out as a vegetarian, vegetarian meaning yeah. you still ate dairy, but you didn't eat meat. Um, I started off as a pescatarian. I didn't eat dairy, but I still ate fish, um, but I didn't eat, eat, eat any other meat. So there's many different types of plant-based diets. Um, and most people know vegan and vegetarian, but pescatarian right. is fish. Orthotarian, they still eat eggs. Um, there's flexitarian who may just be plant-based on certain days of the right. week or for certain times of the day. I've heard uh, vegan before six. I've heard that before. So there's many type of ways to engage in a plant-based diet. It does not necessarily have to be 100% yeah. all in. So and just I strongly encourage you to, if you're not ready to go all in, to try one of those because it has a major impact on your health and a major impact on your um, in the environment and a major impact on your wallet, you will save a lot of money just by uh, going vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian for just one or two days out the week. Right, and not just um, saving money on food. You're saving money uh, on medications. You're saving money <laughs> on time lost at work. Yeah, definitely, not just definitely. on what you buy at the grocery store. And so I don't know if it's in my head because you always we always talk about this, but I, know, I feel like everybody is now kind of considering <laughs> Moving towards a plant-based diet. But I know it might be the little red Corvette syndrome, right? Yeah. So you buy a red Corvette, and then all of a sudden you notice every red Corvette there is. So um, Jay always tells me that I these things are in my head. And that, yeah, they are. And that uh, no no one's really considering moving to a plant-based <laughs> diet, at least. Uh, you just talk about yeah, it all come, the time. Come, come <laughs> so. to my world a little bit. You will, you will be discouraged. Like, no one is considered a plant-based diet. I swear people ask me all the time, Lisa, I'm thinking about going vegetarian or oh, tell me more about dairy. So I kind of feel like there's everybody's house. <laughs> oh, it's the red Corvette syndrome. They know you are into plant-based, so you start to kind of like attract those people. But if you really go out into the real world, no, it's, it's really not that deep. You know Sorry. nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, hey, you know, uh, our audience is at least health conscious, interested in being more health conscious. So we're going to share with you a little bit about our plant-based lifestyle this evening. The first misconception that I want to crush with regards to plant-based diets is that um, everyone on a plant-based diet is underweight, underfed, underfed, pale, and frail. Scrawny. <laughs> yeah, I've heard people say that, like, no, I don't mind going vegetarian or vegan. I don't need to lose any more weight, or I don't yeah. want to be super skinny. Right. And so what do you think about that misconception? I think that is 
No pun intended, but that's a huge misconception because I've seen huge vegetarians. <laughs> I've seen human beings. <laughs> she plays <laughs> And vegans and vegetarians do come in all shapes and sizes. But what's funny is because this is a really common, a real common theme, and people think that because you're on a plant-based diet, you're supposed to be really small. And it's a wide belief system because just today, this guy posted on Facebook. He's like, "How you gonna be use the fat words?" Uh-huh. How can you be fat and a vegan? I can't believe anything you say. Right. And I was just thinking to myself, well, first of all, that was really mean. And, you know, and so, of course, there was all these comments and one girl commented. But why do you think that was mean? It just sounds more direct to me. Like, it just sounds like a direct question. Why can people say skinny so blatantly? Because now we're, now we're assuming that all vegans and vegetarians are healthy. And so it's just a title. It's just something that you are. So it doesn't, it shouldn't be equated to a size. So just like if I say all meat eaters, it should be one thing. So he's saying, how can you be vegan or vegetarian and be overweight? And I'm saying, why couldn't you? Because that just because you're vegan or vegetarian doesn't mean you're oh, healthy. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, but I just don't think that what he said was mean at all. I, you know, but I don't think if you're PC, overweight and vegan and vegetarian. Uh, society, and when you're so direct. Um, I'm going to jump off track for a second. Mm-hmm. Today, a little boy uh, came with his mom to work, mm-hmm. and uh, and I love him because he's just really, you know how direct kids are. Mm-hmm. And I, he's so, like, if he likes you, he likes you. If he doesn't, he doesn't. So mm-hmm. I purposely speak to him just to see, like, that person just be so <laughs> blunt and rude. <laughs> and so I'm like, hey, you didn't speak to me today. He look he looks over at me and immediately puts his headphone on and then start looking at the, the, the computer screen where his mom Just said, ignored you. Flat out. Okay. <laughs> flat out ignore me. So I told his mom, I said, hey, your son, I told her what I said and what he did. She said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He's rude. And I said, no, he's not. We're just so used to people just not being so sugarcoating. Oh, I'm sorry. Speak to people they don't like and this, this, and that. I think we need to find balance with this whole PC, um, you know, trying to just, what do you call it, the, the social norm thing. You know, you I, know I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah, I don't think what he said was rude but at what, all. No, no, no. What I'm saying is the underlying assumption under what he said. Oh, that's what that's what upset you. Not not the fact that he said F-A-T. No, 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 no. No, okay. no, fat is fat. Fat is an adjective. I don't consider it a derogatory term. Okay. All right. We can yeah. move on. But it was just an underlying assumption under, under what he said. He's basically, he's, how can you be fat and be vegan? And I'm like, oh, vegans ain't healthy. Easy, yeah, easily, yeah, right? I agree. But, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll chat more about that. But I thought it was really, really funny. And, and the poor girl commented <laughs> under his post, I'm trying. <laughs> Leave me alone. Aww. I know. Oh, well, I'm she trying. Yeah. You listen to Professionally Fit here on the Motor City Woman Radio Network. Thank you. 
the average girl from your video And I ain't built like a supermodel But I learned to love myself unconditionally Because I am a queen not the average girl from your video My worth is not determined by the price of my clothes No matter what I'm wearing, I will always be in the Make sure you listen to my Girl Squad Radio. Join us every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on MotorCityWoman.com or download the TuneIn app and type Motor City Woman. the knowledge and I've never experienced being you know 
wheat or uh, or pale or you know skin just looking you know mm-hmm. that that grayish looking mm-hmm. you know like you just need life into it. I've never ex- I, I didn't experience me that. either me either I think it's really important to be tuned into your body and be able to really identify the changes that happen when you make changes in your lifestyle yeah I noticed um, right away when I gave up the meat how my body started detoxing uh, through my skin. And I thought I was allergic to all my clothes. I thought I was allergic to wool. I went to the dermatologist and I got, you know, this big allergy test done. And what I've, you know, since learned and concluded since then is that that was just the last step in all those toxins coming out of my body through my skin. But I was like, looked like I was broken out for like a couple of months. I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I gave, I was mad because I gave away like three wool coats. Yeah, you gave me one. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm like, dang, that's not the problem. I was hoping for another Run my coat. No, I like it. It's still yeah, chilly. It's good that we, we have the answer because the last yeah. time I, you know, you updated me was still going trying to figure it out. So nope. that, that was it. When I went back and wow. thought about it, that because when you detox, um, when you do a major detox, because your skin is the largest organ on your body on your body, it's the last step in any detox. So right. that was like the it coming completely out through my skin and I'm breaking out and I couldn't figure out what it was and somebody like maybe you have eczema maybe oh, you God, have I remember uh, it's crazy. yeah yeah and it yep it, oh, all them toxic I'm yep. so happy it's so funny how we all go through our own different things I know when we're getting rid of stuff all over our body another friend of ours she you know went through kind of a two-week de- detox when she gave up dairy and her nose yeah. was running for like weeks when all that mucus was draining out of her body so it's just really interesting but so being tuned in to what yeah. changes and what triggers different things in your body is really really important and you can definitely avoid the underweight underfed pale uh, sickly look when it comes to trans um transferring to a plant-based diet another misconception is that we eat the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. Um, we don't. A lot of people do. And when I say a lot of people, I'm not talking about the plant-based side. I mean everybody in the world right, pretty much right. eats the same because, thing over and over. Yeah, because that's very true for me. Mm-hmm. Um, until I got hip to diversifying my plate, I was eating the same thing every single day. But that's not – it has nothing to do, like you said, with being plant-based. It has everything to do with the person just being comfortable with what – what they're eating, we have a ton of options, and in my opinion, too many options to be to. to it's too much food. to be honest. Yeah, because <laughs> um, you know, of course, they started getting the mock meat and all of that stuff, oh, which, yeah. what, which I wouldn't suggest. Right. But if you didn't want to eat the same thing, you can turn eggplant into so many things. You could turn. You know, there's there's a million different options. Definitely. So that's definitely a misconception. Yeah. Um, people always think, oh, we eat this maybe, you know, rice and vegetables and quinoa and couscous and things like that. Not only do I not eat the same thing over and over again, I intentionally um, make it a point to try a new type of food every week just for that reason. We've talked on the show before about deficiency by omission and constantly eating the same things over and over again to the point you could essentially become deficient in some vital uh, mineral or nutrient or vitamin by not making sure that you're eating a wide, diverse, uh, diverse amount of food. So it's really, really important, but it's something that has to be done intentionally because we get into our routines, we have our regulars, you know we have our easy, go-tos. You know what's right. you know, your favorite. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, I mean, 
one piece of produce every week and make it just be a new type of fruit that you discover, wow, this is kind of tasty. And then you kind of slowly incorporate that into your regimen. So I definitely don't eat the same thing over and over. I think some people do, but that goes for whether you're a meat eater or not. And even if you are a meat eater, you should not be eating the same thing over and over. If you are, make sure you go back and listen to, I think it was last week's episode, we talked about diversifying your plate Mm -hmm. and the importance of doing that. Um, That's another misconception. I think we already touched on in the beginning, but that that people think it's expensive, actually. People think it's expensive, and and it can be. It can be if you are a person that likes convenient. Mm -hmm. If you are a person that loves convenient things prepackaged for you, you will be diving deep into your pockets for vegan vegetarian option. If you want a vegan candy bar or a vegan protein bar, you will be uh, diving deep into your pockets. If you want prepackaged um, things, yes, but like we said, you need to go to the produce section and buy your food. You need to go to the, you know, the reg- get the regular brown rice. You need to get the, and then, no, it's actually cheaper. It's actually it's cheaper. Much if you cheaper. want um, a granola bar, you know, make it yourself. If you want soup, make it yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and you will save tons of money. So, no, that's not true at all. Yeah, by far the most expensive thing that I bought was meat and fish when yeah. I was still eating. Yeah. That's the most expensive, especially if you're trying to get a decent quote-unquote quality of meat and fish or whatever fancy label they want to put on it to can make you believe that you're getting a better quality of meat or fish. Yeah, so if you're paying a premium for, you know, perceivably a better quality of meat, then absolutely you are going to uh, be paying, you know, paying more money. But if you decide to go meat and dairy free just a couple times a week or even one meal out of every day, you will save a lot of money. The poorest countries are the healthiest because they don't consume a lot of meat and dairy because that's more expensive. So historically, if you could afford meat, then you were more uh, part of the higher class, you know, um, in in your society. So the poorer countries, though, especially like those in Asian countries and things like that, they're actually the healthiest because they consume more whole grains, vegetables, things that grow out of the earth. Um, just like China, you know, is a ton of rice dishes, and they mix it with a little bok choy, and then uh, maybe some potatoes. Like, those are the cheapest things, but they're also the healthiest, too. So, trust me when I tell you, a plant-based diet is, is not expensive. Right. It's not expensive necessarily, but like Jay said, if you're buying a lot of processed food, or you're buying a lot of prepackaged food, or substitutes, then oh, Substitutes, yeah. yeah. Because um, my family, I still buy my family fish. Mm-hmm. So I put all the stuff, you know, get all my stuff that I'm going to get, um, you know, all the produce and everything like that. And then I go at the very last thing I get is their fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've already calculated how much I'm going to spend. But when once I put that fish in there, yep. my bill goes, that's when the bill goes mm-hmm. up. So, yeah, it's not just um, eating, you know, produce and vegetables and things like that. Now, what I will say about that is you will run to the grocery store more, but that doesn't mean you're spending more money. Right. Because you have to keep produce fresh, and you can't just buy it at the beginning of the month and keep it to, to the end of the month. Right. But just because you're making more frequent trips, look at your grocery bill. Yeah. You know, look at your grocery bill. Absolutely. And then also take a quick look at how much you eat out. Because if you try and eat out on a plant-based diet, that can be more expensive That's than cooking your own meal. Yeah. If you guys listen to the show when I said I have a, a habit of eating out multiple times during the week Mm -hmm. and I spend no less than a 10 to 15 dollars because I refuse to eat um, Arby's or Burger King it has to be from this 
you know, vegan, freshy, you know, freshy or, yeah, or chipotle or something, yeah, yeah, Cordoba or something like that. And so, yeah, I'm spending more money on um, more healthier products when I eat, when you eat out. Yeah, yep. So it depends on how you consume your food. If you're cooking most of your meals at home and just buying fresh food versus prepackaged food, it's definitely not more expensive than um, consuming animal products. Um, so let's give them some really quick tips on how to transition to a plant-based diet if you're looking to do that or just try it out. You know, again, you don't have to go cold turkey on everything right now, but maybe taking some dairy out of your diet a little bit at a time and then maybe taking out pork or beef and then turkey and, yeah. you know. So there's definitely um, steps and phases that you can take to transition to a plant-based diet. But one of the first ones I will suggest is don't try to substitute. That's going to be my too. Yeah, that's a big one. People yeah. say, what do you eat instead of chicken? Or what do you replace the, you know, the turkey with? I'm like, nothing. I don't replace it. I've just removed it. Yeah. That's a, I, that's, that's a small little difference in your wording and the way you look at it. Yeah. Because someone just asked you something like that, didn't they? Just yesterday, uh, what do you do uh, for when you make greens instead of um, the smoked turkey? How do you get that smoked turkey taste? You don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't. You just because don't if I tell you how to taste. get the smoked turkey taste, I'm then telling you how to put all that sodium and all of that, even if it's, you know, vegetarian or vegan, how to get it is it's not natural. It's not healthy, So right. it's, not, it's not something that I want to tell you to do. I want you to get used to. Um, and that will be my tip. Mentally get used to the idea that this is a different lifestyle. Don't try to emulate meat. And I know she said that her tip was don't get all of these substitutes. But my tip is almost the same, but don't try to emulate it. Even when you cook, you know, I made this, uh, and, you know, lasagna. And instead of, you know, ground beef, I used we're trying to get more plant-based. Plant-based means exactly what it is, plant-based. Eat more plants. Stop trying to make a lasagna like your old lasagna with just putting in, you know, I just put cauliflower instead of the meat. Like, let's let's eat more green vegetables. Let's eat more, you know, like quinoa. Let's just change our lifestyle. Don't try to keep it too close to your old lifestyle. Is is not what you're trying to do. Definitely. And so substitutions and emulations is not where you're going if you are trying to introduce a plant-based lifestyle understand that it will be totally different and it will and you will learn to adjust to your new uh, lifestyle if you're ready for it yep and if you're not ready for it start slowly slowly transitioning by taking things out slowly but surely yeah definitely that's one of the main tips um i teach in our online course we have a course guys uh it's called plant-based plus and it's six weeks to transitioning to a plant-based diet so every week i give you um, one step to take towards a plant-based diet so it's really done kind of in a phases yeah. uh, situation and it's called plant-based plus and it's available at foodamentals.teachable.com so it's foodamentals f-o-o-d-a-m-e-n-t-a-l-s dot teachable t-e-a-c-h-a-b-l-e dot com so foodamentals is the name of my online nutrition school and 
this six-week course, How to Train to Shift to a Plant-Based Diet, we do exactly what Jay just said, is one of the recommendations is to continue to make the dishes that you love. Don't try and do anything too wild and crazy. So continue to make the dishes that you love without meat. So for example, one of the simplest dishes, right, would be spaghetti. Typically, you make spaghetti and you put your ground turkey or your ground beef in it. So now you would make it the way you normally make it. You would take out the most expensive ingredient, which would be the meat, and you would have your pasta and your sauce. And now you you can add (coughs) vegetables and things like that, but you're still having spaghetti. We're not doing anything extra. We're not adding tofu or we're not adding any faux meat crumbles. You're just making the pasta with the sauce, and now you can add, you know, onions or peppers or mushrooms or something. But one of the biggest misconceptions is that, okay, now I can't have spaghetti. It's like, yes, you can. You just cook it without the meat. So, again, we're taking out those things versus putting something something in their place, that just simply removing the meat. That was actually the opposite of what I said. I said, don't do that. And you say, do do that. I say, take out, just take out the meat and then make the pasta. Right. Yeah, and I, I completely And you disagree. said, don't make spaghetti at all. Yeah, I, I completely disagree because. I think that's too difficult. I think, it's, so you said never eat spaghetti again. Just no, I, I think, but I think as a new, as a new vegan or vegetarian, mm-hmm. the, the, the trying to just take the meat out kind of not defeats the purpose. But it keeps you too too much like your old lifestyle, and you, and that's why you see people still not looking. I just want them to be more uh, plant-based if you're going to be plant-based. Mm-hmm. And then as you learn more about plants and things like that, then say, okay, now I can have uh, spaghetti. Now I can have, you know, the, the taco um So your suggestion for somebody that's transitioning to a plant-based diet is to just make new, brand new meals that they never made before, but with vegetables and stuff like this. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely disagree. Yeah, I don't know, and you know, the listener, a listener can choose whatever works for you, um, because then you are going to be forced to look up recipes, and so you're basically saying like maybe just saute some veg, add a side of brown rice or something. Yeah, because I worked with people when I used to be a hostess. And I worked with people who, long before I even thought about being a vegetarian or a vegan, they were vegan. I mean, they were a vegetarian. And I used to look at their food, and it was just like how they, you know, a meat eater would eat all these pastas. Without and the meat. Without the meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me pizza without the meat. Give me spaghetti without the meat. Give mm-hmm. me tacos, but more cheese. And I'm just like, no, you know, what are we doing here? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need you to understand why you're, I need to know your why. And if you're trying to get healthy, I need for you to focus on getting healthier and not just not eating meat. Because now you've loaded this, because I'm, I'm speaking to the vegetarians, not the vegan. Now you've loaded this up with cheese. Mm-hmm. People will substitute, oh, give me more cheese instead of uh, the meat. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have cheese and, or I'm going to have bread with all this butter. Right. And I just need you to come off of that and start eating you know, beans and, like, the quinoa and the eggplant and, mm-hmm. and understand what a vegetarian and a vegan lifestyle really is. So Or should be. Or should be. Mm-hmm. And then once you kind of grasp it, because that's what, you know, that's the way I went. Once I grasped I'm like, okay, now I feel comfortable and trust myself enough to go into, you know, doing pastas and things like that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. You're listening to Professionally Fit here on the Motor City Woman Radio Network.
I'm Tanya Griffith, host and clinical therapist for the Limitless Possibilities Talk Show. Join me every other Friday from 6 to 7 on the Motor City Woman Radio Network. Hey, girlfriends, this is Manito Reeser, your host for Girlfriends Glasshouse Empowerment Radio. Join me every other Sunday at 2 p.m. right here on Motor City Woman Radio Network. transition to a plant-based diet and so before we move on I'm gonna give uh, two final tips about transition to a plant-based diet so you know Jay mentioned about you know completely kind of overhauling but in a simple simple way overhauling your diet and focusing on more uh, meals that are literally plant-based and so I want to be very clear that I by no means was suggesting that you should add more cheese to your spaghetti you know (laughs) if you were to make pasta and just take out the meat because again I said you're not replacing the meat with anything so that doesn't mean and honestly I was actually picturing a non-dairy dish always I never even considered dairy but I want to be clear that a plant-based diet one of the things we 100% both agree on is that a plant-based diet is made up of majority um, whole foods majority plant-based foods so one of the misconceptions about plant-based diet is that a lot of that everyone is healthy. If the, if you're vegan or vegetarian, you're automatically healthy, and it's not true. So, I mean, I had a client come to me recently, like Lisa. I had this breakfast bar for breakfast, and she's like, "But it's vegan, you know." And, she, and I'm like, and I looked at it, and it was still a bunch of sugar in it. So, vegan or vegetarian doesn't mean healthy. It just means the absence of some or all animal products. So, 100% a whole foods, plant-based diet should definitely be plant-based. And um, 
one final thing I'll say about it is that keep in mind the reason why you're starting it. If it's for health reasons, you have to stick to it long enough to see results or to see changes in your body or your health condition. So don't just, you know, give it a try. Don't receive results overnight or don't see anything change overnight and quit and go back to your old ways. So if it's for health reasons and you're trying to get off of medications or restore your physical or mental health, we could probably do a whole show about the benefits of mental health when you transition to a plant-based diet. But if you're trying to restore physical or mental health, get off of prescribed meds, by all means, you have to give it a chance to work. You have to give your body a chance to release those toxins so you have to stay the course it is not something that you're going to adapt to right away because you're trying to change you know 20 30 40 50 years of habits and you're trying to unlearn all the things you've previously believed about food and health so you have to stay the course guys i promise you it's well worth the benefit so finally this evening, let's talk about skinny shaming. We said we were going to do a couple of addendums to last week's uh, full figure movement and make it very clear that, number one, we were talking about men, too, and not just women. <laughs> Most definitely we are talking about men, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they seem to sit back and, yep, listen to her. <laughs> right. Like, no, I'm talking about you, too. I'm talking about you, too, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, you need to be healthy as well. Um But then let's talk about really quickly about kind of the thin trend. Um, I think oftentimes, you know, people who are thin are just as bashed just as much as people who are overweight. Yeah, and the thing about being bashed between the the two is that people are are like closet bashers when you're overweight. They do it anonymously online. They do it amongst each other when they're not around. They'll do it. You know it's there. You see that it's there, but it's never kind of like directly, blatantly in your face. Right. But when you're small and you're skinny, people feel very comfortable and inclined to tell you directly to your face, you need a sandwich, you're too small, Mm -hmm. why are you working out, you don't need to lose another pound, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just... Oh, don't dare say you're cold in public. (laughs) You need some fat on your bones. You need some meat on your bones. You need some meat on your bones or the mean... Uh, you know, why would a man want a bone, a dog want a bone when they can have, you know, meat and things like that. So, you know, skinny shaming is real. I've experienced it. I still experience it, actually. Yeah. Uh, and know. it's really disrespectful. It really is. And I don't understand why people, just like you work to be overweight, yeah. some people work to not be overweight. Right. And I don't understand why it's acceptable to you know well i know why it's acceptable it's because it's a goal of many people to be small so when someone is small people automatically think that that's what you want that's what you like and they can say whatever because this your size is accepted so you shouldn't be offended being mm-hmm. skinny being thin is in you know that's like somebody someone feeling offended by you saying their hair is long you know most people want long hair Right. You so know, even if you don't want long hair, right. if I say something about it, it shouldn't offend you. Right. So right. it's kind of like that thing. Even though I don't want to be that skinny, but there's nothing, you know, you shouldn't be offended. It's absolutely ridiculous. I think um, I think you have to be mindful about talking about somebody's size either way because there's a lot of people who are on the thinner side who want to gain weight, yeah. you know, and is really self-conscious about being smaller. And so um, I think just with fat shaming, skinny shaming, 
shit is just as offensive. It really is. Just the other day, as a matter of fact, just the other day with me, I um, was speaking with someone about cardio, and I was saying I'm very careful not to do too much cardio because, you know, I don't want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they overly agreed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they agreed a little too hard. <laughs> like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just, did you just disrespect me? <laughs> Don't you stand here and agree with me like that. Yeah, don't you, don't, look, just nod your head. I don't need all of that, you know, extra ad-libbing to what I just said. But, yeah, so it's it's definitely a real thing. I've seen a ton of memes. Like I said, a a ton of things have been said to me, um, especially when I say I'm vegan or vegetarian. That's why you're so small. Right, like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. And, And not to mention, you know, oh, I've even had a client of mine when I worked at a gym say, you know, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to be your size. It's like so my husband, My husband oh my wouldn't uh, want me to, be, you know, be that small. Just like directly to my face. Right. Wow. <laughs> directly to my face. So, it's you know. like with the natural hair thing. Yeah. People look yeah. at my hair like, uh-uh, I can never. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, thank you. I mean, what do I say? <laughs> Did I make a mistake in the for your opinion? But, yeah, it's, it's actually really rude. It's really rude. Yeah, because if we were to say to somebody overweight, like, I ain't trying to get that big. I mean, that's just like a slit. Nobody's going for that. Oh, yeah, no one is going for that. And and like I told you last the last show, I tiptoe around making suggestions or anything like that because they look at me like, don't tell me what I need when you don't have that problem. Right. You wouldn't even be able to relate. It's as, it's as if they don't understand that I work very hard. Right. It, People they assume. They fall, it fell from the sky. It does not. <laughs> you know, no. My stomach, I have two kids. My stomach was not flat. Right. I've been in the gym heavy for years. Right. It, it's, it's, uh, it's so funny to me how... If people don't, they can't see it, then it didn't happen it didn't or it doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, like, no, I'm in the gym almost every day. I resist junk food all the time. I, I say no to things that I want to say yes to. Yeah. I say yes to things that I want to say no to. Yes. And, it, and, it's, and it's so hard to convey that message when someone doesn't see behind, behind the scenes. Like How hard you work. Before. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it, it's just... Skinny shaming is it's just as bad to me as fat shaming. And I think people should, overall, in general, we just as a society, to def- definitely be more um, sensitive and be more respectful to people's bodies, regardless of what size they are, you know, because, you know, skinny this and skinny that. Some people aspire to be, some people don't. But regardless of what you want to be, you shouldn't be, you know, insulted for it. I, I totally show people are probably like wait a minute now they spent the whole show telling us not to be big and not to you know i don't think we spent the whole show telling people not to be big we're telling them not to be unhealthy and that's what i wanted to clarify so that's what i want to clarify because i'm going to go the opposite direction now and saying being too skinny yes that could that is something that you should strive for and it is definitely can be unhealthy with anorexia and bulimia and um you know and things of that nature, or not having any strength in your body, not under eating, you know, under eating, missing meals, being, it, the list goes on. When I see someone too small, trust me, I can tell the difference between it being naturally thin, being uh, fit thin, or being, you know, just underweight, mm-hmm. malnutrition, thin, mm-hmm. and there's a difference. 
none of those sizes deserve to be openly bashed by someone. Mm -hmm. But there is a difference, and they need just as much help and and just as much guidance and just as much focus as someone that is overweight because they are equally unhealthy, if not more so, because they're lacking nutrients and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's just, you know, a point that I wanted to make about that. Yeah. As I remember when I used to work for the state of Michigan, I had a coworker, and she was small. She was maybe a size two or four, and um, there was like a Dairy Queen a few doors down from our office, super close, really walkable. And they, I think we all asked her one day if she wanted to walk over to the Dairy Queen or something. This was several years ago, and she was like, uh, "I can't." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, I can't walk that far. I'll, you know, I'll be huffing and puffing and tired. And I didn't even, I was so shocked. Yeah. Because at that time, I, you know. I wasn't even heavy into Yeah. So I'm like, what do you mean you can't walk? And I'm literally talking like maybe a three to five minute walk. Like, it was really close. And she's really small. And she's like, oh, no, I can't walk for long. I'd be, I would be exhausted. And I was floored. Like, wow. You know, so there's then people who are out of shape who their cardiorespiratory system is in the gutter, like, get winded off going up one flight of steps. Right. So, I mean, it definitely goes both ways. So for people to think just because you're small that you should be able to take jabs and insults, if you don't want to do it, if you're bigger, you shouldn't dish it out to someone who's smaller than you because you don't know their struggle either. Yeah, and you don't know how sharp your tongue is. I had to bite my tongue plenty of times to not to retort something just, you know, real cutthroat. Like, you know, look, control yourself. Control yourself because, you know, it won't be taken as, as lightly or, you know, <laughs> as people think it right. should be, you know. I mean, it's you definitely a double it. standard. It's a double standard, <laughs> yeah. and I realized that a long time ago exactly. because in high school I was a size zero. Ooh, in high school yeah. I was a size zero, and even then I knew. Don't you say anything. Like, you know, I would say something. Right. But not what I wanted to say. Right, 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 right. <laughs> not what I wanted to say. Right. I had to watch that. I can't say, you You say I need a sandwich, and I can't say, well, you need to stop eating the sandwiches. Right. I can't say, well, give me one. Right. Course. I know you got five. <laughs> right. I couldn't say that. You couldn't say it. No. Yeah. It was off limits for me. So right. You don't do that. Right, right. As I hurt as my feelings would be, I, you know, I, I couldn't lash out in that way. I lashed out. strength does not determine fast or car- quick. Nope, yeah, it no, it doesn't determine anything. No. Yeah, but if you're carrying excessive weight, you are, bottom line, at higher risk for a lot of diseases and illnesses, and that's just a fact. It's not even an insult. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was listening to one of my favorite doctors, Dr. Hyman, and he was saying literally how, so one out of two people in America is overweight and one out of three are obese. And it's becoming a national security issue because the kids who are coming up are literally too overweight 
to go into the military. Like, he's like, we're not even going to have a sufficient military because everyone is overweight. Um, And I just thought that was really shocking. And then he was also talking about how on a international level, we can't compete cognitively and intellectually with other countries because all of our students and our children over here are so overweight and so pumped full of sugar that they can't concentrate in school. And so, like, scientifically and mathematically, we can't compete on a national level. And he's like, our diet has a direct influence on that about how, you know, like ADHD and ADD and um, all these childhood illnesses and obesity is really pushing us further and further down a totem pole, you know, as far as competing with other countries. And I'm just like, wow, the... Yeah, that's the first thing I do when I see a child that's overweight. My head swivel. I have that swivel neck. I'm looking for your parent. Because I know, <laughs> I know that you are a direct reflection of your parents. Of your parents. Mm-hmm. You are a direct, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a child that was obese or overweight and found, and found who their parent was and their parent was, wasn't the same thing. Yep. I don't think I have. Yeah. Unless that parent has lost a ton of weight mm-hmm. and can't get the child on board. Right, right. You know, that's right. the only that's the only time I've ever seen that. You know, and it's and it's just really sad. But like I was telling you about the nursing home. Yes. The nursing home is facing the same issues. They um, are running out of money and they are ha- are having insufficient funds because now I don't know if you know the listeners know this, but when a patient comes in that's overweight, they need the CNAs and the nurses that take care of them uh, to do most of the things for them, such as showers, change their, um, you know, their bedpan mm-hmm. or their brief or whatever. And when they're overweight, they need a machine to lift them out of the bed because they wow. can't stand, they can't sit up. So when you come in overweight, that means your machines have to be bought. That means there takes two or three uh, CNAs. That means they have to pay more people. Right. That means that they sometimes have to buy bigger beds, bigger wheelchairs, bigger shower, uh, you know, reconstruct different showers to think wow. if they're the old-fashioned kind of showers where they were slimmer because we know 20, 30 years ago. Right. If this wasn't it, an issue. It wasn't an issue. Yeah. So Our whole infrastructure has to change has for to change. Yeah. obesity yeah. and overweight. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I'm surprised a lot of the airplane seats haven't been redone because a lot of these planes are 20, 25, 30 years old. Too. Yeah, they just—I think you just lift the arm seat up, and then you have to pay for two seats. So they changed the rules and regulations. Now they can't change the right, structure. Right, right. They changed the rules. You now have to pay for two seats, mm-hmm. and you just lift that arm seat up and just deal with whatever, right. however you want to deal with it. But yeah, the rules change, the structure change, a lot of things have changed because of this, and it's just it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. You know, we shouldn't insult anybody for, and it's a health issue. That's my thing. It's literally a health issue. You know, he was saying by in like 20 years, most of our national budget is going to go towards Medicare and Medicaid and health. And we already know that the health care system, you know, it, it's not in a, it's a healing system. It's just in a, you know, medication prescribing system. So you have to take your health into your own hands and make it a serious priority as far as losing weight, getting healthy, getting all that extra weight from around your heart and your organs, and it's just so, so important. So 
we're not on here to bash anybody or insult anybody you know it's just really about being healthy and however you go about doing that it should be with the intent of being healthy and not necessarily losing weight I know at the event yesterday one of the things I said to um, our guest at the end was you know guys we just spent the last three hours talking about nutrition and not once did we say anything about losing weight not once and I didn't and it wasn't even intentional Right. We were talking about eating right. We talked about all these different things, but never once did we say how to lose weight. Yeah. This is the best way to lose weight. If you're trying to lose 5 or 10 pounds, if you, then you want to weigh yourself. We didn't say any of that stuff. We just taught them how to eat real food. Yeah. And that was really interesting to me. Like, I had to bring that to their attention. Like, again, and it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't intentional. Our minds are so trained on health that it doesn't need, we don't, we don't intentionally say, don't lose, I mean, lose weight and things like that, because if you eat right, it's your body will naturally yep. go to where it's supposed to go. Right. You know, Absolutely. whether that's a size four or whether that's size eight, it will naturally go to where it's supposed to go. Yep, definitely, 100%. Um, weight loss is definitely a byproduct of transitioning to a healthier, healthier lifestyle. Somebody's birthday is on Thursday. Somebody's birthday is on Thursday. <laughs> how you feeling, old lady? I'm feeling, oh my goodness, I posted a picture today of how I was last year, uh-huh. and I said I have more confidence in my body, yes. I feel stronger, I feel more beautiful, I, I mean, I, I just feel great, I feel amazing. What you turning, 58, 70, what? You what know we, what, what I we think on this year? how I feel, I, I'm turning like, I would say about 28. 28, okay. I'm turning 39. Yeah. I'm the big 3'9". <laughs> I just love telling people, don't even ask me, it's your birthday next week. Yeah, I'll be 39. <laughs> I'll be 39. I just love telling people, not for compliments or anything like that, but when you look good, your confidence is there. Like, what do I have to hide? Nothing. I'm 39. Nothing. This is me. Yes. This is all me. A hundred percent. And here's to 39 more years here's times two. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, what you got planned for us? Oh, I told you the video. Yeah. And I, we're going to shoot it at your house, I decided. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, that just got. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shoot a, um, a, a remake of maybe, I was thinking about the Mary J. Blige of Fine. <laughs> yep. She was, what am I? Yeah. What am I getting? We're going to do, I'm going to get the girls together. We're going to color coordinate and we're going to do like a video. We're all going to have our little parts. We're going to sing. <laughs> and, you know, for momento's sake, but, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's the plan. Okay. Have, yeah, have a good time. <laughs> okay, I'm looking forward to it. Have a little, you know, music video. That's it. That should be really fun. But I'm going to see the uh, For Color Girls play on my birthday. Nice. Yeah, I'm probably going to Detroit Vegan on my birthday. Detroit Vegan Soul? Yeah. Okay. And then I'm volunteering and doing yoga in the morning. You know, I'm going to make it a day of service uh-huh. um, on my birthday. Because every birthday, or every holiday, it's like me, 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 me. So I'm going to be up on my birthday. So, yeah, I'm volunteering in the morning. Yes. Love it. Well, happy birthday to your bestie. I can't wait to hang out and um, apparently shoot a music video at my house. (laughs) So that should be fun. Um, Guys, I hope you got something out of the show this evening. Um, As always, our playbacks are posted within 24 hours. So you can go to professionallyfit.co and get all the playbacks or re-listen to any information that you may have missed. Be sure to join us back here next Monday at 6.30 p.m. You're listening to Professionally Fit on the Motor City Woman Radio Network. Peace.